You're listening to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. Our aim is to provide listeners tools for a conversation on how religion is changing and being affected by society. I'm your co-host, Troy Shepard. I'm an app developer and a business entrepreneur and a researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Heidi Campbell, a professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. Welcome, and let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome back to this week's episode of Disrupting Dialogues on the Future of Religion. And this week I have the privilege of interviewing my co-host, Heidi Campbell. Recently, she's released another ebook. It is called Revisiting the Distance Church. So this book is actually part of a number of ebooks that you published, Heidi. And this goes back to the beginning of the pandemic, March of 2020. I think a lot has happened in the last year, year and a half or so. And a lot of these books that you've published, I think you have possibly six ebooks that you've published so far mm-hmm. in that small time frame, is because of the disruption that's happened and the chaos and and a lot of these books talk about those themes. So this particular book that we're talking about this week is called Revisiting the Distance Church. That refers to a book that you published last March, March of 2020 called The Distance Church, Reflections on Doing Church Online. So this book is a follow-up to that. And so today we're going to spend most of our time talking about that. So let's start with uh, maybe looking at that original book you published last year. What would you say the original idea was behind publishing The Distance Church book? Well, the Distance Church really was what I would consider one of my crazy ideas, where it was during the beginning of the first lockdown and being stuck inside and just realizing that, you know, something interesting is happening at this time. Back then, you know, in March 2020, we kind of thought, well, maybe things would be settled by the end of the summer or within a couple months. But feeling the need to kind of document as a researcher, just being really interested in documenting what was happening and how churches and how pastors were responding. And so I sent out a request to a group of pastors that I knew from from online research and just from my friendships over the years, as well as to scholars I knew that were studying doing church online and to see how were they adapting to this time period. What advice did scholars have from their research that might help pastors? And how are pastors going through this navigation of moving, especially online, many of them for the first time in their ministries? And it was just a wonderful project. I did it. This book came out in less than five weeks, which is you know unheard of. And just I, I really wanted it to be it was an experiment in online publishing for me, as well as I wanted to create a resource that would be really timely and helpful to people, you know, not wait till the pandemic was over with to reflect on. And I think that's why the book became so popular and so, so well circulated online. It was first person stories from people reflecting really personally on what decisions they were making for their churches, how, who, how they were getting that help, and scholars thinking about, hey, my research actually has relevance now. What could I give to pastors to help them in terms of ideas, inspiration, or feedback during this time? Yeah, so this was one of your first ebooks. It was I guess. was the first ebook. And you you mentioned that it was pretty popular. What what sort of feedback or results have you got from seeing some of the responses from people that have read this? 
It's been phenomenal. There's been a steady pickup of people finding and downloading the book. We've had over 22,000 downloads, and this is here is like 14 months after the fact. I don't think anything I've ever written academically or book-wise has ever had this wide of reading. We've had people from all over, especially Europe, North America, even Asia, but it's been very popular in the US, the UK, Germany, Canada, and Australia. Ireland, Sweden, Denmark, these are just some of the ones that we have demographic information of the several hundred or even thousand downloads of the book from these countries. And also not just have I kind of gotten emails and feedback from people on my Facebook feed that they said, hey, this was so useful, so timely, and we thank you for just putting out for free. But I received over a dozen invitations to talk to different groups of pastors or from church denominations to say, hey, what did you learn from doing this book and your research last year? And how could that help us think through, especially as the pandemic wore on and it, we realized this is just a three, three month or six month experiment, but now it's been over a year that some of these digital transitions have had to be implemented and kind of kept up in many different places all over the world. Yeah. So I think some of these themes, I guess, that have been written, and these were again, back in March of 2020, March and April, a lot of that information is still actually really relevant to a lot of the readers that would be reading this today, even. Yeah. And we have to remember, you know, especially in North America, having a web page or having maybe a live stream of a church service isn't uncommon for some places, but some places in the world, even having a website or even the idea of having Wi-Fi access. And I've heard many different stories over the last year of pastors in the Philippines or in Africa, or even in, you know, the West Indies, and that they're still learning how to do digital work and seeing to what extent they can incorporate that into their the pandemic, where some parts of the world, the pandemic is still full on. They're not coming out of it like we seem to be at least somewhat here in the U.S. So still, you know, even this month, over 600 people downloaded the book looking for resources, looking for ideas. Yeah. And so this, this follow-up book, again, called Revisiting the Distance Church, what do you feel like, to make a transition here, what do you feel like you want your readers to gain from this book that might be a little different from the original version? Yeah, it really wasn't on my radar to do like a follow-up book. The Distance Church had gotten a, a good reading and I thought it provided a lot of good resources. But there, I was having an online conversation with a scholar friend and him giving stories about how he'd used this book in his class. He teaches at a seminary and how it had been useful. And he's like, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to kind of hear from those people a year on, like what they learned? And I, that's a great idea. And so again, on one of these kind of crazy whims, I just sent out emails to all the people who had the 15 pastors and the 15 scholars and said, hey, would you be willing to contribute? And I said, if I can get at least 12 to 15 people that say yes, then I was going to do it. And within a week, I had those that 15 people. Um, and then I thought also, well, you know, I've talked to so many people, done presentations on the book with different churches and, and groups. So I sent emails out to a few of those groups where the conversations were really kind of seemed to strike home for them. And I invited, you know, another dozen people to kind of offer essays responding to one of the original essays. And so the final collection is 20 small essays in the book looking at different aspects of those chapters and either either pastors or scholars saying hey this is what I've learned a year on or hey this is how this essay helped me in thinking through my own ministry during the pandemic 
So what do you feel are some of the, maybe some of the biggest learning moments from revisiting the distance church? You know, what are some of those major themes that you feel like have been uncovered with some of these people kind of looking back at the past year, not just what they wrote, but then what has also happened and something that they can, uh, you know, kind of sink their teeth into as to here's a good approach going forward. So you know, last year when the pandemic first started, there was a huge burst of creativity, not just within churches, but just I think a lot of people saying, okay, well, we're stuck at home, we can't go out, but we have this technology. What can we do creatively to use it? So when I invited people, there was a lot of energy behind, hey, yeah, I'd love to contribute. I think there's only one or two people that said they couldn't, and it was just a matter of timing. So the, all the, you know this energy, and even though moving the church from an offline to an online space was little bit daunting and kind of overwhelming for some people there was still a sense of excitement it's like wow we're doing something new what even if it's something we have to do but there seemed like wow we can explore the potential of digital technology even if it's kind of a forced marriage as it were so there was there was a sense of positivity but um, as collecting these essays and even the ones that are kind of more again still have a very strong positive vibe there's a real sense that you know many of the pastors and church leaders are very very weary this has been an a time of unprecedented change and not just one moment of change but constant change to responding to new health directives and new social distancing rules and so there's been a lot of successes this past year and people proud of like hey look what our church did or look what I learned I never thought I could do this technology stuff but there's also been some failures and there's been some challenges and so that sense of kind of weariness and the reality of what it means to change a church and also just to make a digital transition you get that real kind of sense i feel like you know we got the really maybe a little bit more utopian ideas and now the reality of online ministry and ministry during the pandemic comes out really strongly as one theme and a second thing that came out and this is something we talked about you and i in our the book what should post-pandemic religion look like that as church leaders sought to transfer their services in early 2020, they were confronted by the revelation of what their congregations really valued. So it's like, for some, they realized, wow, it was just actually being in the physical space at, at the same moment. That was the most important thing. For others, it was they missed the social interactions and the coffee hour. That was what was missed. But for the first time, many pastors and churches realized what their members really expected out of a church experience and encounter. And, and sometimes that was a very positive revelation about how they valued the community and how they saw each other invested in one another's lives. And for others, it was like, well, they're so concerned about the place and the space that they're not really talking about the theological ideas or really what's valuable. They just wanted to be in that same place and maybe our vision of church has been misguided in some ways. So it's been an interesting wake-up call. And I think the third thing theme that kind of came out, and I talk about this in the introduction of the book, was that no matter whether there's been highs or lows, even if they're weary, most pastors and scholars realize that the church we're going to come at the end of the post-pandemic too is not the same church. Even if we come back in the same places, even if we return to services, there's things that have changed in us. There's things that have changed in the attitudes and expectations of the church. And so there's no normal to go back to. It's just finding a new normal as it were. And I think that's one of the, the hardest things. It's like, not only is it's is it not going back to the old, but it's something completely new. And that's, there's a, so there's gonna be a sense of discomfort coming back into the routine of church. And so 
church leaders are really trying to think through, okay, what were the valuable things that we learned during the pandemic that we can integrate? What were some of the weaknesses we saw in our church that we need to kind of revisit? And it's not just the pandemic creating conditions, but the changes in the congregation and their expectations is what's creating that. So I think, you know, these are three themes that I wouldn't have realized unless I had done this book project as being so prominent. Yeah, the pandemic has certainly changed our perspective, I think, for probably a couple major reasons. One, the time frame. We, of course, nobody had any idea it would last as long as it did. And because it lasted so long, it's really kind of changed our habits or even caused us to rethink how we do things, whether it's from running our business and pushing it online, a little bit more online than we had previously seeing some of the advantages or even disadvantages, you know, being disconnected from those that we're used to seeing every day, maybe at the office or at school or or weekly at these event-style gatherings. Can you give us maybe some examples of responses that have come from this book? So a couple of chapters that especially really grabbed my attention. One was written by a pastor in Sweden. He was a, he's a youngish pastor, and he would see himself as technology fluent, but he's part of a Lutheran congregation, you know, Church of Sweden, and so very kind of traditional church. And so the integrating digital media and di- doing digital services was something he always wanted to do, but never thought his congregation would allow. So he, was, he found it really exciting to do ministry and do it online. But one thing he found is that even in a time where ministry is primarily online, that there was a different mindset he had to take for doing church online, and then what he called the AFK, or the Away From Keyboard Ministry. And he said that there's like, I couldn't just do ministry the way I did it before, not just because it had to be online, but even my Away From Keyboard Ministry had to be different in just the social practices and saying that, you know, hey, we need to think about doing church in this hybrid way of the online offline mix but that doesn't mean even the offline ministry will look the same and so he raised a couple of really interesting points of his thinking through this process of trying to kind of bring the online offline together and and manage that another essay and this was a colleague that i i knew overseas for quite a while um, she was a minister of a really small church in newfoundland you know and so it's an isolated place anyways and then add the pandemic and nobody can go out and that was a really challenge and so she you know she did some wonderful things like she had an online knitting group and they would share kind of what they've been knitting and knitting together via zoom because they couldn't meet face to face she said this this process of kind of meeting with people and knitting actually gave her a lot of time to kind of discern, you know, hey, I've been in the pastorate for, um, she'd originally been an academic and then she'd been the pastorate for a decade. And now she's, she had a lot of space for vocational reflection. And she ended up in the pandemic, ended up deciding that God was calling her to another phase of her own life and ministry. And she took a job actually as a dean or a head kind of ministry position at a seminary. She said, I I would have thought I was going to be at the small church for many, many more years, but I got called out. And, you know, she said it was weird to kind of get this calling and do the job search and even do the interviews and even look for a house all online. You know, many people's lives have changed in not just the kind of drastic ways, but just in the kind of their everyday life and calling. And other pastors, another person who wrote for the book has is taking a time out from the ministry. You know, it's an extended sabbatical because of some health issues. And so that, the, that it's been a hard year on people. And and it's people, especially ministers, sometimes have gone in different directions, not just because of the pandemic, but because of the pattern of life. 
And I think the third thing is that a number of the people that wrote chapters, they weren't just pastors, but they maybe taught courses at seminaries. And so I had a couple um, people reflect interestingly on, you know, one guy in England, he called it the distance seminary. So how does a spiritual formation and ministry formation happen in a digital space? He said he, he's based at a college that's connected to Oxford University. That's a seminary. Um, so obviously well known. He said, but we weren't very high tech before this. And so the whole move of how it changed not just how people study and how people teach but what people study and kind of how do we maybe think about integrating teaching digital technology or digital approaches to maybe learning in the seminary environment so again things that i wouldn't have guessed that would become themes for people but those were important learnings and stories that get told in this book yeah, that's super fascinating. I guess, you know, just to kind of wrap up here, I mean, obviously, thank you for pushing some of these ideas forward, having a place for people to kind of deposit these thoughts and these ideas in a central location for obviously thousands and thousands and thousands of others to glean from this, from somebody else's use or mistake or advantage or seeing how they can implement some of these ideas in their own own areas but also i mean you've been busy you've been you you put together this is your sixth ebook now and obviously there's a there's a real need for people that are that are reading these and you're and you're helping you know facilitate that so i want to thank you first off for that again the the book that we're talking about today is uh, simply called the revisiting the distance church again we'll put a link in the description so you can easily find that uh, we'll also add a link in the description to the original book, Distance Church, Reflections of Doing Church Online. I think that's been super helpful to a lot of people. I want to thank you for your time today, uh, just being able to dialogue through some of this, and hopefully this will be a, a really significant help for those who read it. Thank you for letting me talk about this new book project. And I just encourage you to, this is a free book. It's meant to be a free resource, which uh, that's not something you often get, especially in academic work and a theological work. So please take advantage of this. Send it to your friends or pastors. Send it to people that are, are going through a hard time and just say, hey, you're not alone. It's been a rough year. Many people are struggling, but God's still in control. Perfect. So again, the links will be in the description. We want to thank those who listened to us today through this dialogue. Hope you have gleaned some information from this and can take this forward. And we look forward to having another podcast up soon. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of future podcasts. And be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite platform or share it with your friends. We hope you're leaving today with a better understanding about religion and conversational tools to talk about it. We look forward to seeing you again in our next episode. So until then, take, take care. care.